0: Like with the hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. We Woo-hoo. made it through another week. We made it through another week. I'm just going to celebrate every single week. Every okay, single so week. Little, little hot pro tip is I started working with an executive coach, which sounds like a life coach, which I'm always against. And let me just let me just say that this is a a new experience for me. And I'm trying to be open minded, because it's definitely a different lane. So it's not a therapist. Right. But so, yeah, explain my, this
1: a little bit more. What's an executive yeah. coach?
0: So okay, I through my work, which I work for Kaiser Permanente, it's an insurance provider in Colorado and some other states, not everywhere, but they, um, but it's also a healthcare provider. So they are often giving us like new tools and apps and things to use kind of as trials for what would be helpful to patients and especially in mental health. So they're always kind of looking for new up and coming things to try. And so they uh, offered a month free for employees of this app called BetterUp. And it's basically more career coaching type of stuff. So you know that there's like BetterHelp and talk space, which is very therapy focused. Right, sure. So I was like, well, this might be interesting. I'm not super down with life coaching in the sense of people just pretending to be therapists, but they're not. And maybe that's not fair, because I know there are some good certifications out there that people know their lane. And as long as people know their lane, I'm cool. But so anyway, so I signed up and I'm like, not really sure what to expect. But you go on there. And this really is not a plug, because this was just like a free trial for us through work. And I was very grateful for it first and foremost because they give us a lot of like eap which is employee assistance program resources but this was like oh okay i have time to do this Mm -hmm. but it starts out with this like very long questionnaire to kind of get you give an idea of what your strengths and weaknesses are and then you schedule with this coach and they call you and you do like a 45 minute session and they go through like your profile, and then they ask you what your goals are, and kind of get really clear on what it is that you're needing help with. But it's very specific, and they're very clear that they're like, we're not in a therapy relationship. This is more of like a peer to peer talking. And is what this my only goal is for
1: therapists.
0: No, this is for anyone. Got it. No, this is for anyone. Yeah, and so they, it, I just happened to find it because it was like on this list of employees. Right. Resources I just didn't know if it was like job.
1: this is specifically meant for no. mental
0: health. R- no, not at all. Yeah, and so I was just like pleasantly surprised I have to say I mean I don't I don't really subscribe to many uh self-help apps just because I think it's I don't know there's a lot of critiques I have about them but I feel like this one was really helpful in the sense that like she it's just like a FaceTime call Mm -hmm. and my coach her name's Elizabeth Dean she's great and she was just (laughs) lovely so from the (laughs) from the get-go she was like okay so She's really good at breaking down specifically what I say to say, all right, so you're in this spot. You want to get to this spot. So what is missing? What are the gaps that we need to fill in? But she's really skilled at kind of honing in to what I'm doing and what mm. I'm not doing, and kind of pointing out what I need to work on. She gives me homework. It's very, very concrete, clear cut goals, which That's I think nice. is really helpful. I like so, concrete. whereas, yeah, I, I mean, whereas, whereas therapy, which there's a huge benefit, as everybody knows, I'm an advocate for that. There's a huge benefit in processing things and processing past where I think this type of executive coaching, and it could, you could even call it like live coaching, but I would just call it like, I'm more fo- focused on work goals. And so mm-hmm. it's focused on like present and moving forward to your towards your future. So it's not so much like I have to process right. the past in order to get through my crap. It's, that it's is great. Like- I really like it. I want to do that.
1: That's I hate I can't. The reason that I don't like therapy is because and I know that this is what I'm looking for objectively not correct because it is proven that that like processing your past helps you. I, however, have such a hard time with thinking that it's worth the effort because part of me is like, why would I need to like dig up all that crap? Why can't we just like start with where I'm at and what I have and like move forward? And the answer to that typically is, well, you can't if you really have like dealt with all of this stuff in the past, then sure, go ahead and do that. But I think as you start to move forward, you're going to find that that's not the case. Right. But nonetheless, cognitively, I'm like the past is in the past. Let's not just like go digging around back there to find some stuff to stir up. Let's just like what's going on right now and how can we move forward? And I also have a hard time with therapy because of like literally the exact two points you just mentioned is that I want like concrete action items. I don't want to just like talk. I want to yeah. be told like, and there's, here's what you need to go do. And I know there's there's different types of therapy. Yeah.
0: And there's definitely therapies like cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy and dialectical behavioral therapy, DBT and mm. CBT, which are really good for kind of having more concrete goals, but but it's a little more abstract. It's just saying, here are some tools to use. And right. I think it can get confusing sometimes. I, I think it's wildly beneficial, especially with some specific diagnosis. But I think it where it gets a little fuzzy is people just kind of go, well, when do I use this? Or how do I use this? How do I apply it into my life? Whereas I think that the BetterUp app and the coaching that they provide is real specific to here, here you are, here's your goals, here's how you need to get to your goals and kind of Mm -hmm. like a roadmap of day by day and week by week even. So... My whole point of kind of bringing this up too was at the beginning of how my executive coach and I have been working. I'm just going to call her Elizabeth because I hate, I feel like executive coach makes me feel like I'm like, it working. makes you
1: sound like Jack Donaghy.
0: Yeah. Or I feel like I'm at Harvard or something, being like <laughs> my
1: executive coach.
0: That she was like, one of my complaints recently is like, I feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I'm really mm-hmm. struggling with kind of just grasping. I mean, the reality of life is we don't, we can't predict anything. But there is some type of like light at the end of the tunnel of when something comes up that you can kind of see an end to it. I feel like with COVID and just how everything's going on in the world right now, that it just feels like there's no end in sight. Especially working in healthcare. So if you work in healthcare, you understand that if COVID has another surge, and as of right now, it's June nineteenth. I'm sorry, July. July 19th. It's it's July, you guys. It's July. (laughs) It's July 19th. This shows me how I'm just, time is, what is time even? July 19th, the the cases are on the rise and Colorado just put in a mask mandate. So, you know, we're really trying to figure out, especially working in healthcare, what's what is this gonna look like if we have to kind of go back to square one, so to speak. We're you know, we're in like phase three of our healthcare planning right now. We've gone from like phase one was when we first started, phase two is when we kind of started to open up our offices again to see more patients. What if we have to go back to square one, phase one? So that's kind of a, a scary thing because we w- the hope is that we're gonna continue to progress mm-hmm. and that we're gonna to continue to kind of like get back to, I think everyone wants to, wants to get back to normal. Whatever and So anyway, means. yeah. I was like, yeah. And so I was like, you know, I'm really struggling with light at the end of the tunnel and not really being able to see that. She's like, you know what, Joy, she's got such great one-liners too. She's like, just take it one chunk at a time, like three days even, or one week even. Like, don't even think you can, because it's, you know, she's like, how did, she was so cute because she's like, you're an athlete, right? How do you approach a marathon? You approach a marathon, you don't think about the whole. 26 miles you get through it like one mile at a time like yes elizabeth you're right yes so so i'm like okay one one week at a time and truly this is very much an aa way -hmm. of looking at life too is just like one sometimes it's one minute at a time so i'm just trying to really really put that into practice in my life because the whole year has been a whirlwind for all of us and i think it's just we cannot think about the big picture we can't keep thinking about like when is this gonna end like do you do that do you like put the pressure of like okay oh, I just want this to be over I want kids to be back in school I want colleges to be open I want all of these all you know I want businesses to be back open I think that's
1: yeah fair, I mean I think but does
0: that does that bug it, you that you I definitely, like, don't have an end point
1: I feel that way but it doesn't the specifics like that don't weigh on me it's more like just the amalgamous sense of impending doom that amalgamous. kind of wears me down
0: I'm like loving your vocab lately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope I use that word right. Amalgamus,
0: which I also appreciate when I use a word and it sounds great. But then I'm like, oh, I think I just used the wrong word, but it's okay.
1: So I just learned. This is funny. It says, amalgamous is the irregardless of amalgamation, which I think it's important for us to acknowledge that irregardless has been added to the dictionary. Yeah. And a lot of people are upset about it. A lot of people, I attend, send us a DM about it. Okay. Irregardless. Yeah. So actually, I could just say amalgamation. Okay. Because amalg- amalgamous is the, is apparently, you can just say amalgamation for all of it. Amalgamation is, you know, just bringing things together. Just the combination of all these things. Sure. Yeah. So it's just really like the sum of the impending doom feeling that what is what wears on me. It's not necessarily the specifics of like, oh, I wish X, Y, Z. I mean, if I were to drill down into it, of course, I would be able to say like, yeah, I miss these certain things. But I don't spend a lot of time sitting around wishing like... I just wish this specific thing was different or was back or was here. I think
0: it probably goes to like Brandon could probably weigh in on this too. I think what, when you said that I'm like, Oh yeah. Most of my stress comes from my work because mm-hmm. so much has changed in the way that we have to do things that I just miss the days of being like, being able to leave my office without a mask on.
1: Oh, I mean, like, joy. <laughs> like I haven't been to like, work in four and a half
0: months. Right. Like, I like, I like miss, I, I miss being able to like walk out into our, our waiting room and see patients. Like we right. haven't been able to see. It's well, and just I haven't those been, types of things that like make me be like, when are we going to go back to normal?
1: Yeah. And like, I mean, I, what I mean by that is like my yeah. job has tangibly changed immeasurably. Nothing that I used to do still works. We, I work for a trade show company. We haven't been able to have, you know, we had to cancel a 90,000 person trade show the night before it was supposed to start in March. Remember that? That's crazy. I told,
0: you know what, Claire, I remember when you were talking about traveling and you were so scared. I remember
1: being like, I think she's okay. I was just, I had no idea. No one had any idea. And even that at that time, like that decision was so controversial. Yeah, it was. And people were so and I mean I get it. People were mad because they were already there. Totally blah blah blah. But like nobody was like not I mean not nobody. But it was so controversial and so difficult to make that choice. And looking back, like we were trying to hold a 90,000 person indoor trade show in California in the second week of, you know, first and a half week of March with food sampling, with, you know, education sessions, with networking, like all of these things now where you're like, oh my gosh, like there's no way, you know, who knows what would have happened if we had, who
0: knows
1: what would have happen if we had held it you know and i mean literally we're talking this the location for this trade show was walking distance to disneyland and you know which then went on to close later on you know the following week or whatever but Mm -hmm. it was just like looking back at that and how like hand-wringing and controversial that decision was and then flying back and like all I was worried about on the flight was like don't touch your face you know what I mean like I didn't no one was wearing masks no one had even thought about masks masks. yeah like I was on a completely packed plane I was eating in the the airport restaurant there's like these things where it feels like I had all of these experiences on like the last possible day yeah You know, and and I know that we kind of have like talked about our trip to L.A. and we went to (sighs) Austria-Moza, but like I think look back (sighs) to that trip even and I'm like, you know what? They inadvertently created a very safe event by having us all outdoors the whole event. You know, there were fans, a lot of moving air like that event. Someone at that event had COVID. Yeah. Like 1000%, yeah. someone at that event had COVID. Right. But because it may you know, have
0: been Antony, it may have been Jessica Simpson. But like,
1: think about, you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But think about, you know, the fact that like we're in a room of several hundred people who have all traveled to be there this is in february which now looking february. back we know that you know the virus was likely in the united states for a while and like i even know of people who were like oh yeah when i look back you know in january my husband traveled to china for work and came back and like the next week we all got this weird flu that nobody knew what it was you know like that looking back like that was it had to have been COVID. right the point of this story is that and i i feel like i've been saying that a lot lately i even caught myself yesterday when we hung out that i keep like wrapping things up by going, the point of this story.
0: <laughs> well, because it's funny because we we've we been going on a lot of rabbit trails. It's right. fine. We just miss just people. We <laughs> need to come back.
1: Bring it back in. Bring it back together. I feel like I also am not the type of person who, not that I don't get caught up in details, but I'm a very big picture thinker. And so I think for me, the way that I have, like the stress that I have about the future. And I mean, again, like I'm worried every day that I'm going to lose my job there's our business has been impacted by this so much mm-hmm. that I will be very surprised if I don't end up getting laid off at the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. And you know, so that weighs on me. Like, what are we going to do with childcare weighs on me? Our au pair is only here until January and we don't know if she's gonna be able to get an extension. And oh, and right. there's already yeah. like this huge wait list for new O pairs because people are like scrambling to get in home child care. So I don't know if we'd be in like but then the O pair visa program has been suspended and like they're not issuing any new J one visas until twenty twenty one. So there's gonna be this huge backlog and like so there's a lot of things that are very tangible that like freak me out if I let myself really like dive into it. Sure. And so instead, I just sort of have to like ride this wave of just doom, impending doom of like if I were to drill down into any one of those issues or like... Businesses reopening, or blah, 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 whatever these details are, I would just live there. You know, I would live inside those like horrible, scary, stressful details. And so instead, I just sort of like sit in a raft on top of this just feeling of anxiety of like, I'm not going to drill into this because if I do, it's just going to make it worse. I'm just going to acknowledge that there's like a lot of stuff that could go really wrong that I can't control. Yes. And for today, we're doing okay. For today, I still have my job. Our au pair is still going to be here for another six months. You know, we—if push comes to shove—we will hopefully have some options in that regard. And you know,
0: yeah, Elizabeth Dean would be proud of you.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank she, you Elizabeth <laughs> Dean.
0: She'd be, very, she'd be very proud of you because truly, that's—it's—it's it's chalk it up to one of those things that we know. Mm-hmm. We inherently know that worrying about the future does nothing. Oh, my But gosh. we still do it because when there's stuff surrounding you, it's really hard not to. So it's just good to have. It's so it be hard a, not to. Whether it be like a therapist or a friend or even just popping on the BetterUp app. And again, this is not an ad, but I'm having a blast with it because it also has really great tools and articles and TED Talks to You do love kind of a TED resource. Talk. I do love love a good TED talk that you just kind of need reminders. You could know mm. you could do all the self-help in the world and just you still need like a daily reminder when everything around you is kind of falling apart. But yeah, yeah we're doing the best we can and you know, shout out to all the healthcare workers out there that are just completely your lives are upended and everything has changed and the way that you practice medicine, the way you treat patients has changed, the way that patients are experiencing care has changed and I just think about this all the time. I recently have, I just finished up watching Lenox Hill, which I I know I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on Netflix. It's a great show about following some doctors in um, Lenox mm-hmm. Hill Hospital and they did a, a bonus episode when COVID hit and they just kind of followed the doctors throughout the, ch- the like the initial hit of COVID and how all the doctors, all hands on deck, because they were like, look, when everyone gets sick, we're going to have to take all the neurosurgeons to come down to work in the ER. Right, yeah. So it's like, it's those types of things where there's times at work where I hear people complaining and I'm like, you know...
1: Right. I know. I I remember reading. there's some
0: neurosurgeons that have to just go work in the ER. I I think
1: you can handle this today. But I know I was reading like a tweet that was like, stay inside unless you want and unless you want a gynecologist to be placing your breathing tube. Yeah, I mean, it's it's true. Anyway, and and, you know, the with the with the Colorado mask mandate
0: Mm. um, recently, it's Truly, I knew this was going to happen. There's a local uh, liquor store right down the street from us, actually, that a woman walked in and filmed herself. It was so obvious she wanted this attention. She walked in yeah, and she filmed herself without a mask and the employees approaching her. And the whole reason Governor Polis put in the mask mandate was so businesses mm, didn't have stay to deal open. with people yes. like this. Businesses could stay open and they didn't have to deal with people being like, Well, it's my right and just being jerks about it. And so they're like, Look, this is a mandate. This is right, from an executive Governor order. Polis. Yeah. And the lady was just, you know, kicking and screaming and there were customers Ugh. kind of there was actually one lady who like went up to her with her cart and was like pushing her cart against hers. So it's just one of those things where I'm like, this is going to happen. There's going to be asshole people who think it's all about them. And to that, I say, if you're more concerned about your rights and your freedom over people's lives, F you.
1: It just is so hard for me. Like, I feel like, and I was thinking about this last night, I was like, you look at the graphs, you look at the data, and you know, every other, maybe not every other country, but the majority of the other countries which are – were on a similar curve to the U.S. at the beginning have – the curve has gone back down. And now our curve is, go, is already going back up. It's not even yep. like a second wave. It's just like the first nope. wave never even stopped. Yep. And so it's not like – again, it's not like we couldn't have done anything. Everyone else did stuff and it worked. And we did stuff and it worked. And then we stopped doing it too soon. And – no one is, is willing to go back to, you know, I don't know. And and it's it's so nuanced and it's so hard. And I think, you know, one of the things that makes the U.S. such a tricky case study is that, okay, sure, you know, look at the U.K. The U.K. is tiny compared to the U.S., you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's not the same type of like ideological diversity in the U.K., but like it's just not, it, you know, the scale of what you need to manage in the U.S. is just so different than any other country, and those types of things just come out so much, like during this, you know, during things like where you where you're trying to manage everybody in somewhat the same way, and yeah. well, and I mean, our whatever, our, our, our politi- <laughs> what are you the say? the politi- <laughs> the politicization of the mask thing has yeah. been just crazy.
0: Well, I was just going to say that, um, you know, when I uh, posted a while ago, I was going to say a few weeks ago after I did the whole post and stories about the parade turning into a Trump parade, mm-hmm. I actually put a post out saying, look, if people are disagreeing with COVID or mask wearing or whatever the case, information about what's going on in our world, I want to hear where they're getting their their information mm-hmm. from and what is it that they're really kind of standing by And give me that source, give me that information so I can go look it up. We got two responses. Mm -hmm. We got two responses. One said Fox News, which... If anyone is interested in going to look at the media bias report, you can actually look at the media, just Google, media bias report to see where your information sources land on the spectrum of left and right versus just landing right in the middle. So it's a little, it's more balanced. I thought that was pretty interesting. And so, of course, Fox News is very, very right. Thankfully, most of my media- It's very,
1: very on the right side of the spectrum, but not right as incorrect.
0: Exactly. Thank you. The right side of the spectrum. Thank you. <clears throat> very important distinction. And I was very thankful to see a lot of my the sources where I get my information were landing in the middle, a little bit to the left. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to read more of these people, um, these sources. But anyway, the point of my story is we have a lot of listeners who I think either they – couldn't give an answer, or granted, this was just a stories reach out, so maybe people just didn't care, didn't have the time. But usually we get responses when I put out a request, and we got two Mm. responses, one of which was just like, oh, it's Fox News. And then the other one was like, well, this is, um," it was so sweet, actually, it was so sweet. A listener's grandmother wrote a pro and con list. It was actually very, very sweet. And she just kind of gave us screenshots of of the grandmother's pro and con list about Trump. And a lot of it was just really like, opinion. It wasn't factual, which I I appreciate,
1: you know, that's fine. Well, and it's, it's all the intersection of opinion. Yeah, and fact, you know, right. it can be a blurry line and can be a gray area in some situations for some right. things.
0: Right. So anyway, that whole thing of just, I have a hard time with seeing people being like, well, it's a conspiracy and you really yeah. don't have to wear a mask and they're really right. not reporting on all the deaths and compare it to the actual, you know, flu that we get every year. I, I just get really annoyed by that because I'm like, If you (laughs) are just really stuck in that story, it it goes back to that... It's time to move on, and, and it goes back to that thing you talked about a few weeks ago, where you're like, someone posted, "Hey, at the very worst, you wear some cloth for a while, and right. you save some lot. Li- you know, maybe you wear the cloth for no reason, but at the very best, you wear some cloth over your face to save some lives." Like,
1: right? It's are, like,
0: are we really, are we really putting ourselves out here? Are we really putting ourselves out?
1: Right. And like again, you know, there are there are a few exceptions, people with anxiety, people like there are reasons, right? But the, We're you know, I think the majority that, yeah. of us, of the people who are against. The people who are ideologically opposed to masks, I do not understand. Right. Um, I had also, so when I was in college, one of my close friends, um, her was from Louisiana and her family, and I, I was so close with her that I became Facebook friends with a lot of her family. And the uh, yesterday, her aunt posted something, and I, I bring this up not to say anything bad about people from Louisiana, but because I don't have, most of the people I've I've lived in Boulder my whole life, guys. Like, my scope of experience is pretty narrow, and I recognize that. And this, the people who I am around and grew up with, and really just who I, you know, have encountered in my life, are by and large pretty liberal. Even my grandparents who lived in Arkansas are like on the liberal side of, you know, the type of um, mindset. Not mindset, but the the types of politics and stuff that you hear discussed by a lot of people in Arkansas. And so Boulder tends to be a lot more liberal. That tends to be the mindset that I see most of. And so when I saw this post, it was like, oh, wow, I have to really remind myself. And it was like, if the masks work, then why the business closures? And if the masks don't work, then why do we have to wear them? And it was just sort of this like blink, 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 blink moment of like, if the masks work, why the bu- but, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I saw this meme that um, Kelly O'Reilly, who is a longtime listener and fantastic member of our community. Um, she's she's probably one of the best humans I've ever met. She's I'm fantastic. Yeah. But she and not, not but and she had posted <laughs> hi Kelly. Hi Kelly. She had posted this thing a couple of weeks ago and I can't remember the whole thing. I'm not going to look it up right in this moment. But it was like basically the gist was like, if the brakes work, why the seatbelts? If the seatbelts work, why the airbags? you know, and it was like, and that none of us questioned, why are like,
0: we fighting this? Like, why are why we fighting are we this? Right. <laughs> 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 and it was like, it was like, cause, cause
1: they're all part, it's all a part of the same goal. And we're acknowledging that like not any one of those items is perfect. So we kind of need all of them. And that's right. the thing is it's like, no one is telling you masks are a hundred percent, even in the hospital, the PPE in the hospital is not a hundred percent. You still have doctors yeah. and nurses getting and dying from COVID because yep. they're exposed on the job. Yep. And, So I think that's some people's argument. They're like, well, the masks aren't 100% effective. Like, well, we know that. But they're more than 0% effective.
0: Right. Go watch the... I'm just happy to... I'm happy to live
1: with somewhere within 0 and 100%. Like... 100%. um, Yeah.
0: Like, Bill Nye the Science Guy did a great video where he did, like, blowing a candle Mm -hmm. with his mask on. Like, come on, people. Why are we fighting this? Why are we fighting this? Are you just this? fighting it just for the sake of, like, what's it going to hurt you? Okay. And again, we're, we're talking, off-
1: okay, but, and yeah. again, I just want to clarify, we're talking about ideological sure. resistance, not yes. medical resistance to right. this situation. Okay, anyway.
2: Thank Let's you. move on. Let's Done ranting about masks. So we got yes. to hang
1: out in person yesterday. Speaking of masks. We sure did. It was great. It was the first time I've seen you in the flesh since probably our LA trip. Oh my gosh. That makes me so sad. <laughs> right? Because like... Uh, I think so. That was two right weeks before COVID. before COVID.
0: Yeah. And well, I, can I just tell you, every time I've been watching I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is on HBO, mm-hmm. it's a new series that covers the book I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. Which is your favorite. And, Love it so much. And Patton Oswalt is, of course, on the show. And every time I see him, I'm like, like, I, I saw, saw you him. at matzah. You were at matzah. When's the last time you had matzah? And oh, I would just that night just lives forever in my mind. I have I a know. screensaver at my work of the picture you took of me at my grandma's grave. And I'm just Aww. like, every single day, I'm like, I just want to be back on that I trip.
1: <laughs> I was thinking about this yesterday. And I was like, you know, do you ever start to think like, if I won, you know, $100 million, what would I do? Yeah. Like, I'm sure we all kind of have that fantasy of like if I just had like if like tomorrow I woke up and like my bank account just had like 10 figures in it what would I do with that money?
0: Yeah what would you do?
1: And I was like I think I would buy a house in Venice Beach and just like give it to Joy. Ah! (laughs) That's
0: the best. That is so great. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. You know I'll what? I'll... I and I'll keep the guest room handy for you. Perfect. You know, I, I really think that's the dream life. Yeah. I just think that's the dream life. <laughs> I accept. <sighs> I accept. I just remember, too, like, you know how much I love Los Angeles and so the surrounding area. And one of our trips, we came back and Claire sent me a candle. One of the homesick candles was like an L.A. candle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's like oh, it was so great. Oh, I know. Okay,
0: so um as far as I I would like to know what people would buy if they got if they just kind of fell into a lot of money or if people want to stay anonymous, if people just like fell into a bunch of money.
1: Yeah, has I'm this always, happened to you? I would <laughs> no love to know it. what like truly. That's a really What's interesting thing. What's the dark thing. side of falling into a bunch of money? Because everyone
0: equates getting a lot of money with happiness or at least I mean look, Freedom, sure. Right. But we do. I think we should kind of parlay this into a Britney conversation, by the way, because mm-hmm. we we really just need to touch lightly on it. People were very upset that we mentioned it last week with JK, and then we never really followed up, which is fine. We had way more important things to talk about. <laughs> the but, eye rolls. Um, I would love to know if anyone out there, and truly, you can stay anonymous, so you don't have to, like, you know... Out you don't yourself have to be as bra- being a millionaire. Braggadocious, but... Um,
1: braggadocious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if it's something that you know, changed your life in a good way or in a bad way, or you just kind of realized, hey, money doesn't buy happiness. I I would love to hear about that. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think of like my own small experience where I worked really hard in my 20s and 30s to like make somewhat of a living and at least just cover the bills. And once I kind of got over the hump of being able to save money and pay my bills, what I realized, at least for me, is I hit a a point where I just didn't need anymore. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't imagine making more money because all it would do is is maybe make me want to buy a bigger house, like buy more things. Mm -hmm. Like right now, my biggest goal in life, like get a Tesla. (laughs) Don't don't even get me started. Don't you dare (laughs) out me on this podcast. That was all Scott Parrish is doing, by the way. Um, <laughs> but like I think of Cherie, Cherie Chan, where she's like, I just want to go to the gro- I just wanna go to the store and buy groceries and not have to worry about it. That's yeah, we've really talked all about I that
1: before. Do. Like I just That's ha- all I wanna do in life. Right. And like I have the same thing where I'm like, I just wanna be able to have my mortgage on like auto Pay. Yeah. And not have like to like move money around every month to like totally get the, the mortgage paid. Yeah. yeah.
0: I absolutely I absolutely agree. I think that there's always like that, okay, we could always get more toys or you can get a better car or you can get
1: You can buy you a know, house in Venice, beach and give it to your friends. But right, exactly. <laughs> like that actually you know what?
0: That actually would be amazing. I would yeah. not mind being filthy rich to just like buy houses where I'd like love to just go visit mm-hmm. and then just have your friends live there. Right. Just give your friends,
1: just give keys to all totally. your friends. Totally. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah. That would be great. That would, that would actually make me really That's happy. That's
1: what I would love to do. Like if I had just gobs and gobs of money, first of all, I think the a, a cool thing would be being able to really monetarily impact a cause. You know, like I think that being able to start, A foundation or being able to at least be a really impactful donor to a specific type of organization. To me, like that would be a benefit of having a lot of money or, you know, being able to be an angel investor for different types of, you know, companies that are going to be impactful or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. I think that that would be a really cool thing. And and if we're like taking, you know, the moral high road out of this equation, it would be really fun to be able to like be super generous to all your friends and just be like, hey, get in my jet. We're going. Yeah, totally.
2: Like
0: I was just thinking of um Amy Schumer's book where she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, you know, money's great and all, but really it's about flying on a private jet. That's
1: yeah. And best. like if I could just call up you know, like all my friends and be like, if I could have just, you know, if you and Jess, like yesterday, it's like, okay, well, let's go have ice cream sandwiches in Jess's backyard. What if it had been like, hey guys, get in the jet. We're going to go to Sonoma and... And just like spend the day and then we're gonna just fly back or we're and then we'll spend the night in my you know chateau in Sonoma I'm bringing you know the chef is gonna be there you know like
0: and just yeah so we started this conversation by me being like I don't really need much more to us being like actually I would like a private jet we'd like to go to Sonoma (laughs) and we'd like to just be able to fly out for the day to go to Aspen Mm -hmm. but it's just so funny because those are the things that I think about too with just being able to have the opportunity to go places easily Mm -hmm. I think is is really what matters but yeah I mean, well and I think I, it's
1: like I mean having this conversation right now in the midst of so much even just these little conversations where it's like we're just like being lighthearted. we're just kind of talking you know and it's like right. I think it, it is hard to even have conversations like this right now where so many people have lost their jobs. So many people yeah, are, right. you know, sick. So many people, you know, we are in the middle of this national conversation. And I know that we always, whenever we bring up Black Lives Matter, we want to acknowledge that this, it's not like this has just begun. It's just that the national conversation about it is somewhat new. And that, you know, there's, there are, the honestly, the majority of Americans are living in In this system that doesn't let them really get ahead, Mm -hmm. that's you know set up. It's like that that quote that's like the system's not broken; it's working for who it was designed for. Exactly, right? And it's that's you know. But I also think like every once in a while, just leaving that world, some fantasy, just jump into into
0: some fantasy. It totally feels good. It's just dreaming. Just want to fly on a jet. Just want to fly on a jet, my friend. I mean. Yeah. yeah. But back to your thing too, I think about that a lot because Scott works a lot with um, foundations and higher education with his job. And he talks all the time about like people donating money to schools or foundations and how much money they have and how they just kind of have it set up with their money that they're mm-hmm. giving monthly to these organizations. Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot too, where I'm like, I would love to be able to have some type of donation where they put up a bench in my name that's like this whole thing, this building was donated by, I mean, Not because I want the accolades, but I'm like I just would love to put energy into something that that tangible.
1: Yeah, that like Mm -hmm. keeps
0: keeps people's lives going or having something where it keeps energy going i i will confess and i'd love to hear listeners if like you deal with this at all is i have this like weird fear that if i die what happens to my legacy like what
1: <laughs> i don't think that's weird i think that's like the human condition like all of us know, are just wondering if, like like if i die I, are people gonna like, remember i want to be I, I think we all have like some haven't you seen level. coco i know yeah <laughs> i love coco We're all worried about that.
0: We are. Yes. It's like if I or I was watching Hamilton last night and Mm -hmm. the last song is who will tell your story. Like if you die, like who's going to be able to tell your story? I have like this weird, irrational, huge fear of if I die, I just disappear. And I like what was my existence? Luckily,
1: there's like 400 (laughs) podcast episodes with your voice. That's true. Anthropologists (laughs) will uncover one day and be like, who is this joy person? (laughs) I don't think that that's irrational. I think that that's like literally everyone worries about that. I think like that's a reason. I mean, that's not the reason, but that is our reason that a lot of people have families have kids. Yeah. It's like, this is like, I know that like there's going to be someone who my, me being alive has directly impacted. Right. And you know, by impact, I mean created this other person. Like I now have these two t- small, tangible, very stinky, sticky things that are running around my house that are like, if it weren't for me, you wouldn't be here. Just a reminder, universe, I have contributed. Stinky, sticky feet. So stinky and sticky. Miles's feet are so stinky. And I'm like, you're four and a half years old. Like, what are we going to be dealing with in 10 years? It's going to be unbearable.
0: Oh, my gosh. Like, his shoes
1: are going to just rot.
0: (laughs) Just going to disappear. And he wears
1: Crocs. So, like, we wash them every night.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: they're very stinky. Um, but don't Crocs create a lot of heat and sweat? So cro- yeah, I mean, like a Croc is not because you can't wear socks. You right. can. <laughs> you sure? Can? <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. You can. Oh, people will. People wear do. Socks. But you know, he wears them because I mean, like in one way or another, he'd be wearing a sandal right now, and so this is the least stinky type of sandal. Like last summer, he wore Keens, and they smelled so bad. At least like the cro- like the material of the crock doesn't absorb the funk. You can wash it. Yeah. You can put crocks in the dishwasher. There anyway, you go. But my I would say my biggest fear around that yeah. is like the next like 5 to 6 years, I just have this humongous fear that like I would die and my kids wouldn't have any any memories of me. Mm. Mhm. Yeah, like that to me is would be yeah. Like, have
0: you been following the Naya Rivera story? Oh my
1: gosh. Yes. Like, that, I, I, Worst I mean, case, we all yeah. love Glee.
0: I think we're both huge fans of Glee. Yes. That story. Just, I mean, I don't know one person who to who would read that and be like, it, would like be like, oh, it's yeah. so sad. Like, I just it Horrible. guts me to think that sweet little boy, right, at four years old, was like, well, my mom put me on a boat and I couldn't see her after that, and he was just found sleeping, and right. now he does I mean, I cannot.
1: No, that's my worst nightmare. Is like that. I mean, obviously it's my worst nightmare just for my kids, but just like from a selfish level, like it's, it's horrible for me to think about what would happen if my kids didn't remember me. Like to me, it's just like, just like personally. And like, of course, you know, like I'm sure I have such a great, just so many great people in my life. And of course, Brandon, like I'm, I'm not, I don't worry materially what would happen to them. It's more like, but of course, like that's the, that
0: it's, it's out of the order of life to be able to see your kids grow up and to be there and to influence it. Yeah. It's just, that was such a good All a right, well, sad okay, sad let's just thing. bring okay. this
1: back over away from like tragic, tragic, I know. tragic.
0: Can we, people okay. are going to freak out. We do have to talk about Britney.
1: <laughs> okay, let's talk about Britney for like one, I'm going to start Two a minutes.
0: timer. Start a timer, okay. Britney Spears, we we acknowledge it, we recognize it. I put a quick thing on Insta stories because I was so, I, I love when people send us things, but I'm also like, hey, everybody, be critical of what you read on the internet. And mm-hmm. also if it's all anytime related to Britney, we have seen it, we guarantee you we have seen it. Or so, mean girls. Or mean girls. We've seen it, but I, I almost like I don't want to discourage people from tagging us. No, not us, at but all. You know like, what?
1: Like that's not the takeaway from this. The takeaway from this is not right. don't tag us and stuff. The takeaway from it's this just like we've seen it. It got us to the point where we we're like, okay, we clearly need to talk about this. So, if, right, exactly. If, if if you have not, if you have no idea what we're talking about, yes, a Facebook post, one person's Facebook post, who. It's unclear what if any connection she actually even has to like real life Britney. Potentially from the from the surface none. None. Posted this very very long post about how Britney Spears is stuck in this Conservatorship, where her dad controls all her money and controls her and keeps her medicated, which is not news. It's like, not we've news. We've known this since
0: two thousand eight, right? Yeah. And
1: so, but the point of the the gist of this post, and I'm going to paraphrase here, is that she is more or less being kept medicated beyond what the the insinuation or the implication the, what this person was implying was she's being kept medicated beyond what is actually necessary for her, so that her dad can take all her money. That was the and you know, like like that, she is actually can't leave her house. She can't leave her house. Like, she can't, she house. can't, even make any she can't post on Instagram. Blah blah yeah. blah. She can't make her own decisions. Everything's
0: being controlled. But like then,
1: on the flip side, she's still performing in Vegas. She's still making albums. So like that should prove that she's capable. The fact right. that she's performing in Vegas and making albums should prove that she's more capable than what her dad has said that she is in order to maintain full control of her life.
0: Right. That's the gist. Right. And that she's lost custody of her kids and all of this stuff so Mm -hmm. so here's my first reaction is this is a celebrity we don't know and this
1: person writing it doesn't seem like doesn't seem to know it's not like hey guys I'm Brittany's therapist and here's what's going on
0: Right. And there's a couple people that have gone out that say, hey, I know this family or, hey, I worked with them. I still don't 100% believe that. And even an, an article in the New York Times I read didn't have anything that was substantial to make us think like, oh, she's in trouble. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I took from the New York Times article was people are saying that Britney Spears is communicating with her fans through Instagram by people saying, hey, Britney, if you're in trouble, next post, wear something black. Or, hey, Britney, next, if you're in trouble in your next post, wear something yellow. Right. Blank twice. Are you guys kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Like Okay, maybe that's somewhat true, but I think it's a little bit ridiculous. So I'm just going to say this: we don't know her. We don't know her family. All we know is what we read on the internet, which we all know is not always true. Ninety-nine percent of the time. So be critical of what you read on the internet. I truly believe. Yeah, she has a conservatorship. Yeah, it's probably pretty complicated. Yes, it's probably pretty stormy with the relationship with her dad. I don't know any of that. You don't know any of that. None of us know the details except for Britney Spears and her family and her close friends. I kind. I don't want to say leave Britney alone. Hashtag leave Britney alone. But <laughs> I understand the concern if she's in harm's way. Nobody wants that. If she is dealing with what I think she's dealing with, and I'm not going to like right, drive so by. Di- potential. Diagnoses. Yeah, I'm not going to like drive by diagnose her. But just in my personal opinion, I do believe she's dealing with a really difficult diagnosis, just from the way she looks, her appearance, the way she presents herself on Instagram, the incident in 2007 where she shaved her head. Like I, I truly believe, that she has a diagnosis that is not just a difficult family. I think it is probably something that is biological and that she has a very complicated diagnosis that I hope someone is being, I hope she's being treated by a reputable psychiatrist for this. Because of that, I could understand why conservatorship is in place because if she, if she's dealing with what I think she's dealing with in terms of a diagnosis, that type of diagnosis has a tendency to have manic episodes where she could go out and just blow all of her money, she could harm herself, actually, it could turn into something that could e- either harm herself or just completely throw away all the earnings that she's made over her life. So is it an ideal situation? No. But I think that from the outside, and I, I feel like a hypocrite because we're sitting here saying leave her alone. But what I'm thinking is just from the, pl- the place of what I want people to understand too is mental health is not something you just talk to a therapist and get some medication and you're fine. Like This seems to me like something that she's going to be dealing with for the rest of her life. So if people think she's like under the control and being highly medicated, I, I don't, I don't buy into that. But I think that people who have a very difficult diagnosis can tend to take a lot of medications that do keep them stable, but have some side effects. Bottom line is we don't know the story with her, but anyone who's dealing with a pretty difficult mental health diagnosis, it could look really bad. And it could look like the on the outside, we're like, oh, her family's controlling her. Well, sometimes those boundaries are put in place and those guardrails are put in place for a reason. Mm-hmm. Now, if she's being a- if she's able to work and make all this money and they're like, well, if she's conserved and people are, it's, it's not, we had a listener actually who said she works with a lot of people who have conservatorships and there is a lot of abuse with family that will take their money. I'm sure that that's a bigger problem that we should, we should be worried about for Brittany because she makes a crap ton of money. And I'm sure that there's people around her that may be not in her bet, working in her best interest. So that's unfortunate, but the thing that we need to realize too is that if she's working in Vegas and she has a residency there and she has a show that is really on autopilot, she just has to show up and do something that's pretty Natural second nature. For her. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like she's, she's not creating on tour. New music. It's yeah. she's not on tour. She's not really um, stressing herself out. She's doing something that is that probably she's been doing she could for do 25 in her years sleep. and she could do in her sleep. Mm-hmm. And she knows like the back of her hand and anyone who I know who's gone to her shows, Say it looks like she's just kind of going through the motions. And mm-hmm. I'm like, great, yeah, but it's still Britney and everyone loves her. And I think that's great for her. So maybe that's a, it's probably an arrangement they've worked out that's for her best interest and for the best interest of her health. So whether right, or not you believe that, it's, you know, that's up to you. But I think like it's complicated. We wish her the best. We all love Britney and I hope she's safe. But I don't, I don't believe the hype that she's like under control and being medicated to a point of not being able to. Right. I just don't believe that. I think that she has something that's being treated. It's really, really difficult. But I think that she is probably in the best place that she could be in as far as she's in a a beautiful home. It looks like her boyfriend cares for her. She works out all the time. She's taking great care of her body. I don't think we should believe everything we see on the internet. But as far as just a mental health aspect, I want people to be sensitive to that. That you cannot judge a book by the cover in terms of just saying, oh, they're just medicating her to death and that she's, uh, you know, incoherent because of all the meds they're putting her on. Well, how do that you know like right. just just be be mindful of the things that you're spreading but you know if you mm-hmm. have anyone in your life that's dealing with a difficult diagnosis then you probably understand it's just not so black and white and it's probably even more complicated when you're a celebrity and everyone's to weigh in money. about your life and you have tons of money so just think about all the layers it's hard enough to have a really difficult mental health issue and then all the other things that she's dealing with on top of that so um i'm just gonna leave it at that period the end Great. moving on we've addressed britney spears
1: Yes. Perfect.
0: And and I think Kanye dropped out of the race, so we don't he have did. to worry about Kanye Great. anymore.
1: You cannot. Okay. You can no longer vote for Kanye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And again, just as a reminder that Joy is a professional therapist and is not just... I'm not just spouting off. Giving I'm staying her. in my
0: lane. But I am also i also feel bad because I don't want to speculate. Right. I don't want people to speculate, but I kind of just speculated. But I think what I just want people to understand is mental health is not as black and white. And you cannot just wrap it up in an Instagram post. and
1: mm-hmm. Right. And in a viral yeah. Facebook post. That is... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can't. Great. Oh, one thing that I wanted us to circle back to yeah. was a couple of weeks ago when we had talked about our the smell that reminded us of childhood, and oh, some yeah. people had had commented and told us theirs. And um, my friend Heather, who was a podcast listener, and then I started working with her. And on my first day of work, she was like, "Why do I know you?" And then like came running into the room like twenty minutes later. I was like, "I listen to your podcast." Oh, that's so funny. And then now we're friends. And I hope she would agree with that. You know, like it's awkward when like the first time you're like, "Well, we're friends." Are we fr- are we boyfriend or girlfriend? My friend Heather, she texted me and told me that I'm going to read it because it was really sweet. Okay. Okay. She said, "My smell is the plastic latex smell of an inflatable pool floaty." Oh, that's a good such one. Such a good one. That's such a good one. She says, "My stepdad owned a small pool and hot tub store in my hometown. When he had neat new toys in, we got them to play with at the lake. The smell of a fresh pool floaty out of the package still gets me." That was that is such, such a good a one. That
0: is a good one because
1: everyone knows the package everyone of a pool floating. I know. And then like later, like we got Evie one of those like little sprinkler splash mats where you plug uh-huh. the hose into it and then it just like kind of sprays water. And Love I took it. it out of the box and I was like, oh, that's the smell.
0: It's the there smell. It is. Oh, my gosh. Did you ever do slip and slide as a kid?
1: Oh, yeah. The, you just got wrecked every single time.
0: Wrecked. And the next day, your abs would hurt so bad. Did you ever get a sore abs from slip and slide?
1: No, I think I my just got like... My abs,
0: I was like, I don't understand because it's not like you're doing sit-ups. But I remember when I'd wake up the next day from your after doing is- slip and slide, my abs would hurt so bad. No,
1: my takeaway from slip and slide was that every time... Because, like, they would come with effectively, like, tent stakes to hold to hold inside. Oh, God. Sides.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Every dangerous. Every time,
1: I would just completely just tear into one of those. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had to yeah. stop
1: because it was, yeah. That's so funny. All right. What are some okay, other ones?
0: We're going to finish. Oh, oh, yes. We had a couple other ones that I loved that were about their dads doing mm-hmm. woodwork. Oh, or yeah. Or their dads working on cars. The other one that was so, so prevalent, and I will always, like... I will always remember this with my dad is um, even now a garage with tons of grease in it because my dad's Mm -hmm. a mechanic. And so I'd always growing up every single day he was in the garage working on something. And so a garage with grease or even just going to get my tires, you know, rotated or going to get oil changed or whatever. The smell of grease is like Mm -hmm. the garage of my childhood. But yeah, those are really good ones. I want to finish with a quick voice memo to give us something else to think about. And this was in relation to a few episodes ago. Um, and this is from Laura. She says, Hey guys, I shared some thoughts about the importance in researching your local school board before voting. Also, I forgot to add that it is also important to look at the policies of your school board and ask questions about things that may be racist or discriminatory. Example, are, are absences for non-Christian religious holidays, excused? Mm. all School policies are online and monthly school board meetings are open to the public. You don't need a student in the system to get involved. Thanks, Laura. So here's a voice memo uh, to go with her email that I think is really, really thoughtful and thought provoking.
2: Hey, Joy and Claire, this is Laura from Virginia. Um, I just wanted to chime in and add a little bit about the discussion from the most recent podcast about, Researching your prosecutors and things like that before you vote. Um, people also should research school boards. Um, most states have school boards as elected positions, and most people don't really do much about it. So a lot of people have seen – I'm also a school administrator. Have, I've been in three states um, due to marrying into the military, so I have a little bit of knowledge about this. But a lot of people have seen how school boards have canceled contracts with school resource officers, so they'll no longer be policing into schools. What people often don't know is that school boards set policies that determine suspension and expulsion. So, for example, some, like, the school district I worked at in Renton banned suspensions for kids under fourth grade. Like, there was really nothing they could do to get suspended out of school um, versus there are known cases of schools that suspend, like, Um, It also ties into, like, drugs. So there are some schools where, in districts, if you come, school with marijuana even if it's legal in your state it's like an automatic one year um, excul- exclusion from school versus other states where it's like 10 days or you have to go to drug rehab. Like, you know, so there's varying degrees and school boards are the ones that enact those policies. So as you're even if you're not a parent it's important that you pay attention to who you put on the school board in your communities. There is copious amounts of evidence that links suspension and time out of school to dropout rates and dropout rates linked to jail time. So we know as educators that suspending a kid doesn't change behavior and it more likely increases negative behavior when they return. Um, So another thing to do in your free time is to research your elected school board officials. Um, The other thing that people often don't know is all school discipline data is public record It's reported to the federal government every year. So you can go to the Office of Civil Rights website, I'm going to say it's OCR.gov, and search by schools, and you can find your state and your district and sometimes your school, depending on reporting, um, and see who was suspended, what they were suspended for, um, the race of kids that are suspended, the gender of kids that are suspended. All of that is mandatory reporting by school. So if you're curious, How many kids are suspended and expelled and what they're suspended and expelled for in the place you live, um, that's all online. And it's a good thing to raise um, to school boards and ask, you know, why are we suspending third graders for disrespect? Like, isn't there something else we can do? That's all. Um, keep up the good work. Love the podcast. Bye, guys.
0: So it looks like it's hhs.gov if you want to visit that website and get more information on that. But thank you so much for that voice memo. You guys can leave us emails or voice memos by clicking the contact button on our Instagram page. So that's just our Instagram profile. Hit contact, and that will take you to either our, our email address, which is thisisjoyandclare at gmail.com, or our voicemail, which you just click it, and it'll call us directly, and you can leave a voicemail there. Straight to voicemail. Nobody answers that phone number. (laughs) And then um, you can also send us a voice memo by just recording it on your phone and emailing it directly to us. So plenty of ways to share your thoughts and opinions. We thank you guys so much. Uh, We did have someone actually email us recently that was like, hey, I hope this isn't too forward, but would you consider setting up a Patreon? We've considered it. Uh, I think it's definitely something that we want to do at some point, possibly, but we we think about it every once in a while. We think it's kind of hard to kind of say pay us monthly. But at the same time, um, if, if we have bonus contact content to release, uh, maybe we'll do that someday. But thank you guys just for supporting us and thinking of us and just being a part of this community. So hang in there another week. Remember, we're taking it one week at a time. We love you guys. Have a great day. <laughs>
1: When the clock hits 13, say 1, 1, 2, Cause, no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.